this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Thomas Buford, President and CEO of the Buffalo Urban League. We talk about the Buffalo Urban League's programs, of which there are many and touching many parts of people's lives. We drill down specifically into their workforce development work, and we talk about Thomas's somewhat new tenure as the president and CEO of the Buffalo Urban League, both now and going forward. Thanks so much for listening. So the Buffalo Urban League is a community and economic empowerment organization uh, founded in 1910, but in Buffalo, has been here since 1927. And how are you doing some of that? Talk about, you know, some of your programs. I've been on the website, you know, a ton today, uh, researching and lots of great stuff. So tell the audience a bit about how you're actually, you know, making that happen. Oh, absolutely. The website is great, but, you know, really can encapsulate all that we do here. I will tell you that uh, we, what we do, we have a five-point empowerment strategy that looks at education and youth empowerment, economic empowerment, health and quality quality of life empowerment, civil civic engagement and leadership empowerment, and then lastly, civil rights and racial justice empowerment. All things that are you know, top of mind now and are critical um, to our local to our local uh, community and beyond. So, you know, as far as we deliver those through our programming, I will tell you that our programming impacts is uh, multi generational. Um, we do we have a foster care and adoption agency that touches, you know, all the way from infants, um, and then. You know, followed by a lot of our youth programming. We have uh, adopt the school. We have after school programming, and we also have out of school programming for youth who who are you know uh, not currently enrolled at school, but we help them with their high school equivalency, um, help them with uh, workforce development, soft skills training, and just career pathing. So we have that um, that we're proud to do, and you know that covers mostly high school youth. We have an adopt the school program where we're actually in uh, some of the local uh, Buffalo public and charter schools. Uh, so we have a presence there. And, you know, we do a lot of mentoring, scholarship work, as well as we host the, uh, we serve as the administrators for the Erie County Summer Youth Employment Program. Beyond that, um, from a demographic standpoint, we run a senior, a full service senior center, as well as a food pantry. Um, and then uh, we also have a housing division that looks at um, anything from first time home ownership to uh, housing, housing counseling, uh, to seeking res residency, improving housing conditions, um, budgeting, um, and all types of financial literacy programs we host through that. Um, and then on a, from an economic standpoint, we also do small business uh, development programming mostly technical um, so not a lending arm but we, we're you know we're very active in that space um, and i'll get to workforce development but i do want to also say in the health from a health um, and wellness um, perspective we have a cadre of community health workers who are out um, looking at anything from mental health 
to wellness, um, trying to avert or get people to take more advantage of well care and uh, well visits so that they don't move on to chronic diseases. So we have um, a whole team that's um, deployed um, doing that work in the, in the Western New York, throughout the Western New York um, community. And then, you know, a, a large part of what we do in our economic development is also assisting with business development um, outside of the programs, partnering with other organizations, um, established organizations in that field, and um, just um, job development, either through um, the training programs we have or connecting the community that we have, or, you know, we form the relationship of trust with, um, helping them along the pipeline to get um, to avail some of the resources that already exist. So I want to dig deeper into that last part, the, the sure. workforce development part, you know, your partners with the Northam Workforce Training Center and, you know, many other community organizations throughout Western New York, especially right now with current hiring struggles and, you know, a very popular story in the news is companies struggling to find those people within that, you know, perceived problem, where do you see opportunity for your organization and the communities that you serve to, to find opportunity out of that through your workforce development programs? Right. Well, I'll tell you, you know, a lot of this, uh, you know, where we are right now is amplified, of course, by um, COVID and some of the conditions that were there. You know, people had to pivot from what they were doing. Um, maybe some of them had businesses, some of them were in jobs. Some of them still are facing challenges with uh, childcare. So many situations have uh, uh, caused people to take pause, um, maybe from a, a health perspective or um, not quite ready to come back into, you know, a, a full in-person environment. So those, those challenges exist. Um, I will say as we work through COVID, just, um, just getting through the initial stages of, it, stages of it and having to be innovative and also to keep everyone safe. Um, one of the things that came out of that was a lot of collaborative effort between um, not only Buffalo Urban, Urban League, but many other organizations where we said we need to tackle, we need to tackle this thing together. So, you know, we had to work together kind of um, at the onset of COVID. And now as we're easing out of it and um, have, you know, have people have had the experience of it, people have had to make certain adjustments. How do we get people and, and the economy back engaged? So we've been doing that. We're, what we're doing is um, leveraging our trusted voice in the community, um, trying to understand, um, you know, through, the, through some of the community health workers and the um, uh, mental health, if you will, um, programming that we have, just really trying to understand what people's challenges are. Um, with all the program, we, we're throwing everything at it, understanding what people's challenges are, uh, meeting them where they stand, helping them move through that to see how can we help you get back? Or are there any adjustments that you need to make? Um, are there any concerns that you have that we could help allay or um, you know, resources that we can provide? So we're working uh, with other institutions, uh, educational institutions, businesses, other community partners to um, really move people through 
that process. Um, and then again, um, whatever those things, whatever those uh, um, issues that that may arise or the challenges that they may face, we're not only leveraging the resources we have, but those of our partners to you know just get the economy reengaged and get people uh, back into the workforce in a place where they feel safe and you know they they can um, you know resume their livelihoods with a workforce development program. Um, you know, how do you encourage folks that, be it because of COVID or, you know, a ton of different things that could have been long before COVID that have been either out of the workforce or underemployed, how do you reach those people and convince them to, you know, join a workforce development program and then, you know, participate in what follows, hopefully being employment and, you know, kind of climbing that ladder from there? Right. Well, you know, Buffalo has been resilient in this space before. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, there's always some fallout from it. But, you know, we turn we change from this large manufacturing uh, hub into kind of a service industry and a more tech related industry over the years. And, you know, some people had to retool, had to have retraining. Um, and then some of them, you know, it's not the, the transition from, you know, one type of employment to another is not always easy. Sometimes, you know, they need an organization like the Urban League, um, who through all of our programming that we've done over the years, have become a trusted voice. And when we co-sign something, when we meet people and say, hey, these opportunities are available, while it may seem a little daunting, um, we're, we're, we've been successful in helping them move through and uh, not only directing them towards resources, but also providing uh, wraparound services that um, help them um, kind of navigate through other challenges they might have or, 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 or other hesitancies they might have for that matter. So, you know, it's really getting out there and meeting people and saying, you know, I know this is not something familiar to you, maybe something that looks like it, you know, might not be built for you, nothing that you've ever done before, but this is where the economy is going, this is where the, the jobs are going, and if Anything we can do to help you retool, connecting them with opportunities, and then providing them the support to avail those opportunities. That's where we're concentrating our our um, our energies. And I'd also say that the the Buffalo Urban League is part of a national affiliate network under the National Urban League. So we have about eighty or so affiliates across the country. So we're also able to leverage those resources as well to bring. Uh, to bring any information we have to the local community and, and leverage best best practices from other um, other areas. Um, when, you know, some of the topics we talked about are not only affecting uh, the Buffalo economy or affecting us locally, but it's a national challenge, maybe maybe a global challenge in some cases. So we do have networks beyond uh, the, the local area where we're looking at you know how other people. Um, address the situations, and we're bringing those resources to bear as well. You also have a very active young professionals group, um, and they've been engaged with our organization in our efforts to better welcome newcomers to the region and some ways that we can make for a more welcoming welcome wagon for those newcomers. Um, tell us a bit about that young professionals group, um, and then for folks listening interested, how they could get involved. Sure. So we have um, 
actually three auxiliary units, if you will, that uh, we use to advocate on behalf of the Buffalo Urban League, an extension of the league, if you will. The first one uh, starting with our little leaguers, right, which are grade school age children that we introduce to community service and advocacy and, you know, different forms of, of empowerment. We start them young and, um, you know, they move on through grade school up to high school, introducing them to various programming. Um, and then the young professionals are basically in the in in demographic or the age is about 21 until age 40. Um, and then we have another group um, called the Urban League Guild, which is kind of 40 plus. And, you know, so we try to move people all the way. They have, um, I will tell you that there are CEOs, you know, not myself, but other CEOs um, and other affiliates that have been little leaguers and, you know, have moved through this process, um, you know, so their life, their lifetime Urban League um, advocates. Um, so, but the, the, um, I found that the, having just joined the Urban League here in this leadership position um, in 2020, <coughs> excuse me, having just joined the Urban League in 2020, I knew that the, uh, the young professionals is gonna be a critical aspect. You know, we've been around since 1927. Sometimes your mission can be perceived as stale or not relevant. The work you do, if you don't retool, if you don't have fresh voices, if you don't have fresh input, um, then, you know, what you're doing, even though it's well intent, uh, may not be delivered through the right medium, may not reach the right audience. So in order, in order for us to stay relevant, you know, they're key component bringing new ideas new energy uh new resources and just you know tapping us into the community in various ways um, we have great leadership here um you know some of them have moved through the program where they're actually getting into the you know to the guild uh kind of um age range but uh, you know just some some wonderful people and i will also tell you that you know many of them actually serve on our board of directors so not only are they doing the great work out in the community and leading and spearheading, spearheading uh, great events, um, creating uh, so much positive energy. They're also part of the leadership, an important part of the leadership of the, the Buffalo Urban League. Um, and I will tell you, I brag that our local um, young professionals also serve in national positions throughout the, 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 the national organization. So. Um, you know, we're, we're very, very proud of that. We talk a lot about, um, and even a, a couple episodes of this podcast about the need to diversify the workforce and especially at mid and, and high skilled positions and within leadership, you know, you just touched on folks ascending from little leaguers up through the guild and kind of that, you know, natural climb, but I'm sure, you know, it also happens within each of these folks, companies and organizations that they then, you know, are, are young professionals and climb into leadership roles. So how does their involvement with you as they progress in their career, maybe, you know, open doors for those that maybe come behind them? Well, the bad news is, is that we've had, you know, years and years of historic and systemic racism that have been the cause of some of you know the disconnect have been the cause of while some people may not may not have um had the opportunities that um 
they could have had. All right. So we, we know that, that that is that has been the case in many cases, in many ways, continues to be the case. However, I'll say that there is, you know, there is a climate of change. There is a climate of, you know, we want we want to make things different, largely from you know corporate, um, from our um, local and national corporate leaders are saying, hey, we are we are vested in uh, change here, and some of them are you know anxiously looking for ways to do that in a very meaningful um, and a very deliberate way. So we're we're um, we're partnering with them um, between our young professionals and the employees and the members of the Urban League, the vast network that we have. There's mentoring that goes on. There's training that goes on locally and at the national uh, at the national level. So we involve them, engage them in those opportunities. We support them locally. You know, they're not employed by the Buffalo Urban League. They have their own careers. So we help them with advancement there, um, giving them opportunities um, to attend seminars and, you know, different type of engagement that will be um, you know, help assist them in their career. Um, and also we, we have a, you know, we have formed great relationships with senior leadership at these uh, institutions and organizations as well. So, you know, when we get an opportunity to advocate for them, you know, we showcase the, the work that they've done, not only uh, at their, you know, in their current roles um, at the, the companies at which they're employed, but the work that they're doing outside, we make sure that they're, um, we we put them prominently, place them prominently in front of that leadership to um, understand what they're doing outside of their work roles. So you're somewhat newer to the role. And when did you start? Was it last? I started in, I started, uh, in August of 2020. Okay. So I, you came in at a, a busy time. Um, I had heard you mention in a different interview, you know, you came right in. There was the the census and then the election kind of back to back as two, you know, bigger priorities to tackle right away. Now that you have some distance from that and and have been able to settle in, obviously, you know, you listed a, a ton of the programs that you're active in and, and touch people's lives in so many different ways, really kind of across the board. What are your priorities as the leader of the organization? Sure. Well, again, I came in at a very, very challenging time. You know, some people would say, why would why would you do that now? Um, the majority of my career actually has been in financial services. I'm pretty much a career banker, um, and that's what actually moved me to Western New York. Um, and I've uh, been at a few of the local institutions here, but um, you know, over 20 years in in in, in banking. Um, but also, you know, I spent a lot of time working in the community, um, giving giving you know, wanting to give back. Um, impact of uh, people um, from underserved communities. So I had those things working all the time, um, kind of coexisting. And then this opportunity came where I felt I could do both, you know, work in a leadership um, position, uh, bring some of those transferable skills, some of what, you know, I learned over the years at, at these leading in these other institutions, <clears throat> as well as my educational background and bringing all that to bear um in this in you know in this environment so you know it's a wonderful opportunity to get to be here and and serve in in this way um i will tell you from a timing perspective as i said as soon as i walked in we we had the census only comes 10 years uh, at least a national one but here it was the 10th year um the national election 
every four years, here it was, you know, not to mention, you know, some of the unrest, the civil unrest that we had and COVID. Um, so some of the work in terms of pivoting for COVID and being innovative had already been started um, by August, you know, having, you know, really um, kicked in really hard in the, in the March and April timeframe where people just scrambling know what to do. So some of it was, you know, kind of the unwinding, which we're continuing to do, um, getting people, how do we start to return back to work? What's our plan? Um, do we want to be half day? And then, you know, mask, no mask, you know, and then even evolving to vaccine, no vaccine, right? So really trying to move all of that through. So trying to do that while still learning the organization, um, understanding where we might best serve the community. You know, taking a look at all of our programming, you know, they all, you know, they're all great things. We know they help, but we want to be in a place where we're using our resources, um, understanding the, the landscape, understanding what other partners are out there and saying, what are the things that we could do best where we can put our energy and get the best return for the community? So, you know, we're going to be constantly looking at our programming and looking at spaces where we can lit, where we can win, get the best, um, we have the best resources. We can de deliver the best outcomes and you know measurable outcomes for the community, and we're going to decide you know where we want to be. Certainly, uh, some of our strengths and some of what this this um, this economy where we think we can add value is in the you know economic development. You know, I think we're we're prime for that space. Um, we have great partnerships there, uh, great great resources both locally and nationally. And um, we want to leverage those things. Uh, lots of programs here for small business development. Uh, however, some of them are even challenged with reaching uh, the community and getting people engaged uh, in the demographic that they want to impact. Uh, so we don't want to reinvent the wheel and recreate any of these programs, but maybe from um, approaching it from two perspectives. One is to look at the programs that already exist and understanding the initial points of entry to say, are there barriers there that we can help maybe in some redesign of that? If the systems allow for it um, to say, hey, these might not look like challenges here, but for the community that you're trying to, or the individual you're trying to engage, some of these things might be challenges. So educating there and trying to work with uh, institutions and programs that already exist. Um, at the same time, um, if there are challenges that that actually definitively need to be overcome, then we want to um, we want to be able to um, maybe provide some bridge or some gap um, education, uh, some gap gap wraparound services, something to uh, uh, something more preparatory to move people from where they are to be able to engage and take advantage of some of the programming opportunities that already exist. We've started that. Um, we also want to be, um, you know, act in some form of a business incubator, perhaps let other organizations, smaller organizations, leverage some of our um, administrative uh, resources here just to, just to get them moved along um, some form of an incubator. Um, so we're, we're, we're trying to be in that space, more of a connector and a collaborator, um, not trying to develop brand new programs, but also but feed the programs that exist and enhance the programs uh, that exist to the extent that we can. Last big question, and then we always end on a blizzard round. Sure. But 
uh, you've spent a lot of time as, you know, uh, a lot of time within this community development space, both, you know, in your banking career, as you said, kind of just on the side and now in this role. So we've been asking most of our podcast guests is kind of the last big question. And I'll toss it to you. What makes you optimistic about the future of Buffalo? Certainly. So, you know, I, I always, I'm always looking forward or more than community development, I'm looking for community empowerment. Um, what we want for the future of Buffalo is that individuals who have lived in the community, worked here, um, you know, given their lives to it, watched it grow, raised their children here. Um, some of them haven't had um, the opportunity to participate in this great renaissance that's happening here in Buffalo. So, you know, community development can happen, but, you know, we want those people who are, have been in the neighborhood to be vested and to have an equity stake and, you know, not just watching cranes go up around them or, you know, not having their, you know, the parking spaces available in front of their homes. We want them to have an equity stake. We want them to have a voice in how um, the, the, uh, the community grows. We want their property values to grow along with the, with the economy and the renaissance that's happening now. Um, we want them to have value add from everything that's going on. And that's getting people involved, encouraging people to be their own advocates, making sure they have access to resources and information, involving them in the process as a go forward so that, you know, they become empowered through all, all of the, you know, instead of community development and things happening around them, that um, they are an integral uh, part of it, have a voice and are uh, participate to some state, to some extent in the outcomes. Um, you know, that's a win-win and, you know, create generational wealth. So they, they're, you know, like everyone else, they want to see their families, everything they've invested in in the community. They want to be able to see the fruits of that and enjoy the fruits of that as well. All right. Thank you very much for your time and all of your work towards a lot of those goals that you just stated. Before I let you go, we always end with a couple hard-hitting journalistic questions, our blizzard round. So right. number one, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Uh, Rocky Road. Right. How about a book or TV show that you'd recommend? The Soul of Black Folks, W.E.B. Du Bois. Do you prefer a text or a phone call? A phone call. You prefer hiking or skiing? Hiking. Bills or sabers? Bills. Last question, most important. Chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Flats. Thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care, Greg. It was a pleasure. privately funded nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.